Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Guys and girls, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. This is episode 162. The topic for this podcast is injuries. What to do when you get injured. Do you keep training? Do you push through the pain barrier? Do you stop? Do you dig a little hole, cry yourself to sleep and have a big old pity party? What do you do when your body just isn't cooperating or isn't functioning at its usual best? That's the question. And that's what we're here to answer today. Injuries, niggles, tweaks, being sore, and having some nagging joint pain, I'm here to tell you guys that they're a part of life. Unless you go around you know, wrapping yourself up in cotton wool or bubble wrap, uh, your body is going to cop some abuse. Okay, That is if you train with intent. Okay, If you train and you get after it like it's important to you, your body is going to have and receive some wear and tear. It's normal, it's not a bad thing, it's just a matter of training appropriately and training around these things when they happen. So you need to accept the fact that at some point in time, you may face one or more of those things. You might get a little knock, you might play sport, or maybe you're, you know, you've got really adventurous hobbies, you go kayaking or rock climbing. You know, maybe it's surfing. Maybe you come off your board and maybe you take a hard landing. And maybe your body's going to get banged up and bruised from it. You know, if you're an active person or if you want to be an active person, what that means is you're going to put the body through its paces. It's going to be a vigorous lifestyle. And that's okay. The way I feel like society is going is that you can't say or do anything to offend people, but it's also getting to the point where people are becoming really soft from a physical standpoint. Like, you know, with the amount of science and data and numbers there are that come out and say, oh, the risk of, you know, you know, injury when running is really high. So then people assume, okay, I shouldn't do running. Running is bad. No, no, running isn't bad for you. It just means that you need to build up the tolerance level and build up your level of resiliency so that your body can tolerate it. You know, anything that you do has an inherent risk. There is a risk with weightlifting. There is a risk of being eaten by a shark going surfing. There is a risk of getting heat or sunstroke if you go out rucking. There is a risk that you could get a broken leg playing footy, playing netball, playing hockey, playing soccer. You know, these are all actual risks. And they do pose that question, to do it or not to do it. If you do it, just understand that there are risks associated with it, okay? Not saying be dangerous, be stupid, be a fucking lunatic and train like an idiot or do things that are negligent. But what I'm saying is your body is going to take some wear and tear and get injured from time to time, whether it's a little injury or whether it's a really severe injury. But I'm here to tell you that your body is an adaptable machine. Your body can handle huge amounts of forces, stresses, and trauma, and still bounce back from it. That's one of the reasons that I am such a huge advocate of strength training. 
is because it makes you resistant to that trauma. If you place stress and tension on the muscles, the ligaments, the tendons, what happens is they start responding. If you apply a little bit of stress, your body gets accustomed to that little bit of stress. You apply a little bit more stress, and then it's got a choice. Ooh, do I stay where I am and not recover from this, or do I build myself up bigger, stronger, more robust so that I can handle it next time? That's what the body does. It gets better. It remodels itself. It builds muscle fibers bigger and stronger so that it can handle more and more. And especially if you do this activity or this sport on a consistent and a regular basis, that's what happens is you get better. You get stronger. Your body can handle more load. It has a higher tolerance level. So when you are faced with an injury, the first thing that you need to do is accept the facts. Your body or a piece of your body is going to have something or some things that it can't or just won't do. All right. The best way that I like to describe it is this. When you get an injury, whether it's upper body, lower body, midsection, understand it is what it is. If you've got an injury, you've got an injury. It doesn't mean stop. It means take the facts into consideration. Okay, uh, I can't do X, Y, and Z. Okay, roger that. That's three letters out of the alphabet. We've got 23 remaining letters that we can do and we can use to continually modify and build the body and progress and adapt and get better. So if you've got a knee injury, you've got a knee injury. What are you going to do about it? Oh, you've got a shoulder injury. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to let it get you down and say, okay, this little piece of my body isn't functioning, so that means the remaining 98% of my body is just going to shut down. Is that the approach and that the attitude you want to take? Or do you want to say, okay, I can't use this, but I can use everything else, and that's what I'm going to do? That's the type of attitude and mindset that I want to kind of instill into you guys here listening. Is, all right, accept the reality that that part of your body is out of commission or can't be used for that session, for that week, or until the injury timeline is established. Okay, you know, I come from a football background. You know, very common is lower limb injuries. You know, sometimes it's shin splints. Other times it's hamstring strain, groin, quad, calf. And these injuries have happened to people before. So they're well documented. People know physiotherapists, you know, rehab specialists. They know timelines. So, all right, you've got a grade two hammy. You know, maybe it's four to six weeks or six to eight weeks or whatever the amount of you know, whatever the duration is, you know, after you've been assessed and, you know, maybe you've had some physical testing done, okay, you've got a grade one, grade two, grade three, yada, yada, yada. We're looking at roughly this time, you know, so after you've initially, you know, had a little sulk and a cry about it, and I'm not being facetious, I'm actually being serious, like I've had my fair share of injuries and it fucking sucks and it hurts to hear that information. <laughs> it's fucking brutal especially when you're a competitive person or a really active person being told by somebody hey you can't go and train you can't go and run you can't do the thing that you fucking love for six weeks eight weeks a month six months whatever it is it fucking hurts it's really hard to hear 
once you get over that initial shock of hearing the timeline and you kind of get to grips with it, there is an acute phase where it just, it does get you down. I'm not going to deny that. It does. Like we're all fucking human. We all have emotions. We all feel things, you know, you take a breath and you slowly start to accept and acknowledge, you know, that's my situation. It is what it is. Once you've done that, adjust your expectations accordingly. And then, like I said, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do about it? We adapt and we overcome. Find a way to train around it. When you get injured, it's very easy to dig a hole, sit yourself in it and have a pity party. But there's something I want you to try and work on. And this is a phrase that I picked up from some mentors of mine is this. Modify, don't miss. When you're injured, don't stop. Don't completely shut the body down. That's probably one of the worst things you can do. You know, we want to keep the blood flow. We want to keep the joint mobility moving, okay? Motion is lotion. If you don't use your joint mobility, you will lose it. If you do not contract muscles and use them, they will atrophy. They will disappear. They will waste away because the demand is not being put upon them. So modify, don't miss. That's a key concept. So very rarely is complete and total rest the best remedy for an injury. More often than not, movement is medicine. Okay, get fresh blood supply into those areas. Start to remove some waste products. And if the joint starts seizing up, whether it's an elbow, a shoulder, a hip, a knee, whatever, it's like putting WD-40 into the joint. We're trying to keep it moving, lubricate the joint, keep it mobile, keep it active, okay? In a pain-free setting where possible, or if not, in a low level of pain, you know, a four out of 10 or under, and train the body parts that aren't affected. That's the biggest key, is train what you can. So that's what we mean when we say modify, don't miss. Write that down. Modify, don't miss. It's very easy to be like, oh, I can't use my knee. So, all right, I'll just guess I'll just wipe the, you know, the training schedule and plan off for the week. All right, that's me. I'm out of commission. You know, I wish I could, but I can't. That's just a cop out. That is just a huge cop out. All right. I've been involved in sport, so competitive sports, for over 25 years. Um, and I've had my fair share of injuries over that time. When I was about 17, 18 years old, no, maybe it was 16, 17, when I was young, uh, when I was still a teenager, you know, I got a green stick fracture on my uh, wrist. So I was uh, a kitchen hand at the time, you know, just cleaning, washing dishes and what have you. It was my first job. And I was coming home from work and I came, I was on my scooter, my moped, meh, and I accelerated too quickly out of a roundabout and it was raining and basically come off my scooter. I didn't realize it at the time, but I fucked my wrist up, got a green stick fracture. Uh, but anyway, it was really fucking sore and I ended up playing one and a half games of footy on it. And then after I realized, oh, it's actually really fucking sore, throbbing, absolute throbbing pain. You know, get an x-ray or whatever. All right, green stick fracture, cast. Okay, it's immobilized. But again, that's one small portion of the body. It's not the whole fucking thing. I've had a knee meniscectomy, which required surgery. So 
I still remember getting the scan and being told you got a 15 millimeter posterior lateral flap tear. So basically the area of the meniscus, which is like a soft uh, gel-like cushion for the knee, it had a, a tear in it. And due to the location of it, uh, couldn't be, it, it wouldn't self-heal. So I had to go under the knife and get it debrided, which means trimmed. So, you know, I've got 15 mil less of a meniscus in there. So I've had that. I've nearly dislocated both of my ankles, not at the same time, but the exact same mechanism occurred for both of them. You know, plus many bad sprains and, you know, being, you know, people trying to kick the fuck out of me when I was a young kid and, you know, ligament damage to ankles. So, you know, fuck the ankle rehabilitation. Like if you ever sprained or done any injuries to the, uh, the ankle, you know how boring and painful that rehabilitation phase is. That sucks. It's a lot of repetitive, monotonous fucking ankle work, plantar flexion, dorsiflexion, straighten, bend. You've got the little TheraBand. You've got an inversion, eversion. The ankle comes in and out, and then you draw the fucking alphabet. It's boring as batshit, but it's got to be done, especially if you want to rehab it properly. That's what you've got to do. Uh, you know, I've had ongoing shoulder and nagging hip impingement issues, uh, partly structural, part just due to how I train, okay, part due to my sport. I've had a broken nose. I've had two broken noses. I've had osteitis pubis. Osteitis pubis, I wouldn't wish upon anybody. Uh, it's inflammation of the pubic bone. So for guys, it's pain that's kind of, it's like on that bone right above your dick. Uh, and that shit is fucking, it's excruciating. That's really fucking painful. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Um, that's the worst injury I've ever had. It takes a very long time to recover from. And, uh, yeah, I've had shin splints as well. Shin splints is another one of these nagging ones that is very, can be a slow remedy and slow process to come back from. But what I'm trying to say is, and the reason I say that to you guys, it's not to, you know, be like, oh, Jesse's a tough guy. It's to explain that I put my body through the ringer and that's the price that I've had to pay for it. In saying that, when I have had all of those injuries, I have still managed to find a way to train. Have I trained the same way that I normally would had I have not had them? Fuck no. But when your body isn't functioning at its 100% capacity, you need to be realistic with what you can and can't do. If you have an injury, and it's a proper injury, it's not just like, you know, oh, I've got a bit of DOMS or I've got a little bit of joint pain, I'm just being a delicate flower. You've got to realize you can modify the program. You can still do something. But if you do have a somewhat serious issue or injury that does need rehab, rehab needs to be priority one. Like that's the big ticket item. You know, do the rehab first and then work on what you can. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you some general recommendations for how to train around injuries. Okay. you got a lower body injury. Okay. Hit the upper body and hit it really fucking hard. Give it some good volume. Give it some good weight. You got an upper body injury, shoulder, elbow, wrist, neck. All right, let's hit the lower body hard. Let's do things that don't involve the upper extremities. And realize that because a vital part of your body has been affected, it's going to change the way and how hard you train. If you normally train like an absolute animal and just fucking go balls to the wall, understand you might have to pull the reins in a little bit you probably won't be hitting any PBs. That's a fact of life. 
understand that for four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, six months, however long you are out with your injury, it's just a matter of keep ticking over and keep as close to that baseline as you can. So I hate to say it, but if you have an injury, sometimes it is about maintaining what you've got so that when your body is fully recuperated, then you can overreach and then you can actually increase your full capacity, strength, fitness, endurance, etc. cetera. Uh, let's say you've got, uh, oh, this is a good one. I really like this one. <clears throat> let's say that you've got one arm or one leg that is injured. Okay, that's great. Work the remaining three plus your trunk, trust the, plus the midsection. Okay, you've got a knee injury. Get on an air bike that has both arm levers that you can push and pull and pedals. And you use three limbs, okay? Or maybe you just do upper body only. So maybe that knee just doesn't have any range of motion. All right, put it on the pegs and just do upper body push pull, okay? All right, maybe you can't do even any pushing movements because they hurt. What about pulling movements? Have you even thought about that? Can't do any pulling. All right. What about pushing? If you can't do this, what about that? And it starts to bring out the creative juices. You have to start to think a little bit laterally here. I would normally do this. Can't do that. That's off the table. What is left on the table then? What else can we do? Modify. Don't miss. Maybe barbell work isn't suitable because, you know, if you ever use the bar, you understand it's they're quite long. It's one fixed implement that you cannot manipulate to work within your joint limitations. The joints are at the mercy of the barbell, okay? You can't rotate your hands. You can't manipulate where your hands and wrists is facing. Basically, you have to hold it the way that the barbell demands, okay? You can't manipulate it. It's a straight fucking bar, so it doesn't turn. It doesn't rotate, and you can't change the way that your body or hand or elbow or shoulder is positioned. Okay, that's fine. What about dumbbells? What about kettlebells? What about bands? Or even, what about your own body weight? Hey, maybe we can't even add any external load. All right, your body weight is still load. It's still a resistance that we can work with. If you've got an upper body injury, maybe it's time to do some something different, okay? All right, maybe you've got a lower body injury, knee, ankle, calf, hammy. Let's do some off-legs conditioning. Maybe it's battle ropes. Maybe it's med ball throws. You can go in front. You can do rotation. You can go overhead. You can do some chest pressing, all right? Maybe it's high rep presses. Maybe it's dumbbells. Maybe you've got some really light dumbbells and you alternate pressing overhead. Maybe it's a seesaw press. Maybe it's a floor press. But let's start to think about what we can do. Oh, got a dreaded shoulder injury. Ah, okay. Shoulders work everything. You know, whenever you're holding something, your shoulder is someone involved. Hold a barbell, hold a dumbbell, hold a kettlebell. Yes, it's in the hands. The, hands, the, ha the wrist attaches the elbow, attaches to the shoulder. So even if that hurts, right, let's do some lower body work. Pedal on a bike, do lots of walking, lunges, squats, split squats. You know, got a shoulder problem? What about some get-ups? No hands get-ups. Lay flat on your back and then find a way to get up to standing and then get back down. 
It's going to get the creative juices flowing. It's going to work joint mobility because you're going to move in different positions and shapes that you are unaccustomed to. These are all good things. Work on your weaknesses. If you've got something you can't do, acknowledge it. All right. Really love the barbell deadlift, but I can't do it. Okay, stop trying to force feed the barbell fucking deadlift then. Do a different kind of deadlift. Do an RDL. Do a rack pull. Do something else. And it does take a bit of searching. You have to actually hunt and really scour the depths of your brain for what you can do. Everybody, when they get injured, always goes to, can't do this. Can't do that. Wish I could do this. Wished I could do that. But the fact of the matter is this, you can't. And I'm saying this from experience. I've been there. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying these things because I have a firsthand experience and a, an account of it. And it sucks. It's not always fun. It's not always exciting. It means that training maybe does get a little bit boring or monotonous or one-dimensional. Or maybe it does feel like you take a bit of a backward step. And like I said, if you can't do the things that you were doing, just try to maintain your baseline doing things you can for as long as you can. And let's say, for example, you've been prioritizing your strength. Maybe this is a chance for you to build your aerobic capacity so that when you do return, you can do more work and recover faster, both between sets and also between sessions. All right, let's say worst case scenario. Okay. Worst case scenario, you've got an injury and you can't train at all. Can't do upper body, can't do lower body, can't even work your trunk, can't work your midsection, can't do pushing, can't do pulling, can't hinge, can't squat, can't do anything. Okay. Um, so you can't lift weights, you can't cycle, you can't run, you can't walk, you can't row. Let's work on your mental game. Let's work on what happens between the ears, reading books, listen to podcasts. What about your body composition? Have you even thought about, fuck, this is now an opportunity to get my weight and my fat percentage under control. I can now dedicate the time that I was training into getting in the kitchen and meal prepping. And you get your nutrition squared away. So, okay, the physical side of things I can't do can definitely work the mental and can definitely work the body composition angle. That's a win. That's a huge win. You got an injury, we've had a negative, and we've just turned it into a positive. It's as easy as that. It is as easy as that. But the biggest issue I see people make is that they don't know how to course correct. They don't know how to adjust, uh, to adjust Sorry, when things go pear-shaped. So one of the recent episodes that I did was talking about mental toughness. This is mental toughness here. What do you do when you get injured? What do you do when you've got a niggle and you have to adjust the training plan? Okay, can't do ABC. Good. What can you do? Let's take the focus away from all the negatives and all the downsides and let's find the positives. Where's the upside? Where's the opportunity? 
because there are some. I fucking guarantee you there are some positives in there. There is a silver lining. You just have to find it. So it could be a chance for you to work muscles that you've ignored or forgot existed. Calves, your feet. So if you want to do those things, if you've got an upper body injury, okay, maybe it's time to get back on the balance beam. You know, all right, lower body struggling, can't do anything, roger that. Maybe let's work on the fingers and the grip. Maybe work on some dexterity. Maybe we do some, you know, some work on the fingers or maybe we use the grippers, captains of crush grippers. Maybe just do some holding exercises, you know, dumbbell pinch grip. All right. Okay, body's taken a bit of abuse. It's taken a bit of a beating. Maybe this is a chance to do some soft tissue work. Get on the foam roller, do some stretching, do some gentle mobility work. So the fact is, while there might be some or a lot of things that you can't do, there's still a ton of options left on the table. It's always something you can do. If you've got an injury and you don't know what to do, I highly suggest you grab a blank piece of paper and a pen and you just write down everything that you possibly can do. Because that right there is your action plan. Can't use the barbell. Oh, I can use some bands. Write that down. Oh, yep, I can use body weight. Yes. Okay, can't run. I can walk. Cool. What about rucking? Ooh, rucking is a maybe. So maybe we'll start with walking and then we'll progress and see how it feels to do some rucking. What about hydrotherapy? What about getting in a lap lane pool and just doing some walking or some, you know, light level movement, forwards, backwards, and then laterally side to side. Maybe do some hip circles. Maybe you do some mobility work. Take load off the spine with the buoyancy of the water. Smack. Now we've got some solutions to problems here. If you've got an injury, okay, that's the bad. Where's the good? Where's the opportunity? What can you do? What can you work on and improve? Because there's something there. You've got to search for it. Put your fucking glasses on and find it. You will be fucking gobsmacked with how many options and opportunities you still have at your disposable, at your disposal to make progress when you're injured. Get your ducks in a row and do not let a setback stop you from getting results. If you can't do the physical, do the mental. You always have your brain. You always have your mind. That is the one thing you can always control, no matter where you are or what circumstances you're under, is your mind. It can be done. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. Is it difficult? Sometimes. But it can be done. It really comes down, it's a matter of whether or not you will let the injury keep you down or not. So you've got to ask yourself, is this injury, is this setback, is it going to be a catalyst for catastrophe? Or is it the chance to become creative? And this is the thing. I remember probably maybe three three months ago, I saw somebody comment on one of my posts and I clicked their link on their profile and I saw that they were an athlete and I had a bit of a look and they put up a reel of some of the injury rehab they were doing. And I commented on that post and I said, the gift of injury. Because that's what it is. When you get injured, it sucks. It fucking hurts. 
all the things you can't do. You're told, can't do this, can't do that, shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. Fuck. All you want to do is get out there and get after it. And you've got to use that gift of injury. Find the silver lining so that in three, six, 12 months' time, you can look back at that situation and that circumstance and you can say, that was the best thing to ever fucking happen to me. It gave me opportunities that I didn't even think of or I didn't even consider to get better to the point where I am now. I'm fucking streets ahead of where I would be had I not had that injury. That's what you can do. You can turn it. You can literally transform that negative, that shitty situation into the best thing that happened. But you've got to be creative and you have to be open to the possibility that that can happen to you and that can happen for you. The gift of injury. For me, after I had OP, osteitis pubis, I vowed to do what I needed to do to not have it come back. So for me, this involves doing a very specific warm-up before any running and especially before football training. Uh, I do the following sequence of movements before my team warm-up. So literally, I get to training, I lay on the ground, and this is what I do. I do perfect clams, which is a glute activation exercise. I do 20 reps each side. I do 10 bird dogs with a pause, so five each side. I do 10 glute bridges, or if I'm at football, I will do the strong first hip bridge for five reps, which involves the adductors and the glutes. I will do 20 prone skydivers, which is for hip mobility and glute activation. I will do side plank, 15 seconds each side, and a regular plank for 30 seconds. That is my bare minimum. That's what I call the buy-in to go and train or before I have my running. So every Tuesday I go for a trail run. That's what I do. Could be 5.30 in the morning, could be 7.30, could be a group of fucking mums having a fucking, you know, a morning get together, which happened to me last week. So there was a group of, I don't know, six mums and parents with kids at this playground where I go and run. And I just fucking walked over to the grass area about, I don't know, 20 meters from them, press start on my stopwatch and I laid on the ground and started doing my clams. They probably look at me like, the fuck is this guy doing? Don't care. Couldn't give a fuck. Their opinion of what I'm doing, laying down on the grass, doing some weird exercises is irrelevant. Don't care. I know why I'm doing it. And I'm not going to not do it in fear of how somebody may or may not perceive me. That I don't even know. I don't know these fucking people, so I couldn't care less if they think, oh, that's a smart thing to do. Or, hey, Sally, do you see what that guy's doing over there? What a weirdo. Don't care. Don't give a shit. But that's that's what happened to me. I got to the point where I had this really bad injury for months. This was a chronic injury, and I fucking promised myself I I ain't going back. I'm not having another fucking occurrence of that because that was the fucking worst thing ever. So that's what I do. You got to learn from your injury. Otherwise, it'll come back with a vengeance. It'll bite you in the ass, and it will be a liability for you moving forwards. I'll go back to the uh, the humble ankle sprain. The amount of people who don't rehab their ankles properly and then they fucking, what they do, the solution for them is, I'll just take my ankle. That's a fucking dumb move because by you strapping your ankle every time, all you're doing is making the ankle weaker and weaker and less stable. 
because you're just hoping and praying that that little piece of adhesive and strapping tape is going to take the load and take the strain for you. But all you've done is made the structure as a whole weak. The ligaments, the tendons, and all the muscles have, aren't getting strong and aren't being fucking built up because you're placing an artificial support system on it. So, you know, I don't have any sympathy for people like that. Do the fucking work. Do your rehab. Do your homework. It's what's going to get you back to full function. Otherwise, in three months, three years, 10 years' time, you're still going to be stuck with that fucking lingering ankle issue because you are too lazy to do the work and to do the rehab as you needed to do. So ask yourself, do you want that injury to keep you down? You know, short-term or long-term? Or do you want to use this injury and this setback as a springboard to fortify what's weak or what needs rebuilding? Because at the end of the day, you get to choose if and how you bounce back from it. So if you've got a shovel right now, if you've got an injury and you've got a shovel and you just keep digging a deeper hole, by doing nothing, by not training around it, by not working on your mental game, by not getting your nutrition squared away, by not getting your rest, by not doing your rehab, I suggest you put that fucking shovel down and start finding a solution. Because there's many of them out there. You just have to be open and receptive to the fact that, hey, right now I can't do what I want to do. Right now I can't do what I used to do. And that's okay. It is what it is, but there's a lot of things that I can do, and that's what I will do. Guys, that right there is the solution. That is your game plan for how to keep training and getting results when you have an injury. There is always something you can do. Whether you've got crutches, go and take them into the gym. You got a fucking wheelchair, take it into the gym. You know, can't take it into the gym? Cool. Take your wheelchair and go for some laps around the fucking block. You know, there's always something you can do. And I highly suggest, I highly recommend you do what you can with what you've got where you are. That's the only option you've got if you want to keep moving forward. If you loved the Wake Up Call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.